the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, my Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. Ask your pardon for my sins, the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, and my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. With your permission, Lord Jesus Christ, truly present among us in the most blessed sacrament, we begin this upcoming weekend, uh, tomorrow night actually, um, the great season of Advent. Um, and it's a nice time to start. Sometimes Advent starts before Thanksgiving, sometimes after Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, usually, yeah, sometimes after Thanksgiving. But it, um, no, never starts before Thanksgiving. Sometimes it's the right after you know, Thanksgiving begins. Sometimes it's upcoming weekend, depending on when Christmas falls, would be the Feast of Christ the King. But now, like, just had Thanksgiving yesterday, Black Friday today, and now we're entering into the season of, of Advent. Um, and Advent is a season of preparing for someone's arrival. Um, the very word Advent means, means the coming, the arrival of someone. So Advent is really, it's a season of preparation where we're going to wear purple. Um, it's not quite as penitential in the Western church as, as Lent, but that it is. There's this element of, of penance, of preparation, um, but it's really kind of this repentance that John the Baptist, who we're going to hear a lot about in this season, um, preaches, repent, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. The coming of the kingdom of God is, is among us, our, our Lord. We're preparing to celebrate his, his incarnation, his coming. And so as we, as we prepare to kind of transition into this Advent season, it's important to know exactly what we're preparing for. Um, you, when, when you get the sense of preparation, um, well, the first thing, the most immediate thing that most of us think about with regard to Advent, Lord, here in your presence, is, is the first coming of Christ, right? Celebrating the incarnation. Christmas is only four full weeks away, right? As a pastor... That kind of terrifies me because we've done zero preparation for Christmas here. <laughs> but um, but that's it. And I'm sure a lot of people, it's like, oh, the, maybe part of the reason why Black Friday is such a popular shopping day is like, oh, man, Christmas is only four weeks away, right? I, got, I better get on the ball. Got to get ready. Got to prepare. Um, Christmas is only four weeks away. And so we gotta, we're getting ready to celebrate Christmas, right? We're getting ready. We're preparing for the celebration of the incarnation of the coming of, of Christ the Lord among us. And we're going we're gonna to celebrate that with all of the festivity that is due at Christmas time, all the festivity that we should, um, we should have. And so in the, um, in the Advent season, we're, we're preparing for that, that celebration. Uh, now, I mean, I don't know. People have different, different thoughts, but um, Christmas decorating, right? Um, it's it's kind of we get it in this season we get like the world kind of gets it where we're decorating for Christmas right, and there could be a lot of like oh what are you doing decorating for Christmas isn't for another four weeks what well no there's something good and holy about where we're decorating where we're preparing for someone's arrival and so you decorate before they get there <laughs> that should be when we when we do our decorations but. 
You don't like take down the decorations as soon as they're there. I, I hate driving around on like the day after Christmas and seeing like Christmas trees on the front lawn already, right? And, and all the decorations taken on the day. It's not a problem that we decorate early because we're preparing. But what are we preparing for? You, we're preparing for the season of Christmas. And so if we put up our decorations early, and we should with great love, put up, you know, put up decorations, but it should always be pointing us to the feast. And then they stay up for the feast. We, and the whole season, the whole season of Christmas is a feast. And so we, we keep them up at least, at least until the feast of the baptism of the Lord, which this year is going to be sometime like January 9th. Um, and, uh, and then maybe if you're, if you're really ambitious, you, you keep them up until even later than that. You keep them up, uh, January 9th is the Feast of Bat. If you're really ambitious, you keep them up all the way till February 2nd with the presentation, right? You could do however you want, but that we, uh, we do our decorations because Jesus, we love you and we're celebrating, we're celebrating your birthday, right? When we see like someone cel- preparing for a birthday party and they're putting out all the decorations and they're making all the plans, like that's good. And we do that for you, Lord. And so I think what's important is that we don't give into the materialism of the Advent season where it's about doing the, um, well, we're just doing the decorations for materialism. No, no, we're doing it because we love you. And I don't know, I'm a terrible Christmas decorator. Um, but it, uh, but we should do it out of love, right? Each of us in our own way, whatever we do. Pope Francis had a beautiful meditation. He released a letter, I think, a year or two ago about about nativity scenes, about right the crash and how we should prepare that with great love, and that the crash is really something that out of out of love for God, we um we prepare these nativity scenes and and that we give real effort into doing them and doing them well. Again, it's all celebrating your birth, Lord. And so it's a preparing, it's a preparing for, for this, this coming among us uh, to celebrate that. But on this, on this first Sunday of Advent, you know, we, we're not yet there. So Advent actually is a season that's broken into these two different parts, right? There's later Advent, uh, the days particularly December 17th through the 24th, Christmas Eve, that's when we're really focusing on now our intense, immediate preparation for the coming of Christ um, to celebrate Christmas. But in these early days of Advent, we are, um, we're more focused on the second coming, right? Jesus coming again in power and glory. That's what we hear uh, in the gospel this weekend is uh, from the gospel according to St. Luke. And that um, we hear about the end, right? Advent, the liturgical year begins kind of with a focus on the end. At the end of all the, at the end of all things, Jesus, you're going to come in power and glory. And there'll be star, there'll be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations in perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the waves and men fainting or or rather maybe dying, right? Dying with fear and with foreboding at what's coming um, on the world. And the powers of the heavens will be shaken, right? These are all the things Jesus is saying, this is going to happen at, at the very end. Um, I, I just, that idea of people dying with, with fear, with fright at this. Um, and then in the midst of all of that, it's actually, uh, when I was reading it in the Greek, my Greek Bible, every time there's a quote, 
from the Old Testament. It kind of puts it in bold. Because in the midst of all that, Jesus says, And then you will see the, company, the Son of Man coming on a cloud with power and great glory, which actually was today's first reading from the book of the prophet Daniel. So in the midst of all of these things, look, God's plan is, is being fulfilled. You will see the coming of the Son of Man with power and great glory. And so Jesus, we, we look forward to, to seeing you. Um, we're prepared, we're ready for that time when you come in great, in great love. And we're, we're ready for it, uh, we're, we're prepared. And it in a, um, in a real way, we're taught to, to stand up uh, and to get ready. That's in fact, that's what our Lord tells us to do. When all these things are happening, stand up, get ready, let's go. Right? Don't, um, in fact, the word that's used, again, going to the Greek, is um, it's to stand after cowering in fear, right? So when we, when we kind of cower, we, we, we're crouched down because we're afraid. Um, when we see all these things, well, then, um, and we see this, then the Son of Man comes, well, stand up, right? Get up. Um, here he is. This is what we're waiting for. But watch for the times, praying they may have strength to escape all these things that take place and to stand before the coming of the Son of Man. Or again, we hear uh, a little earlier on. And when these things begin to take place, look up. Now this says look up, but it's actually stand up, get up, raise up your heads, for your redemption is drawing near. Now again, cool. It's really cool that that word, that redemption, is actually a, more specifically has the meaning of buying someone from slavery. Right, that, that we are slaves. We're slaves. Um, we've been set free through baptism, but still your redemption, this final kind of payment um, and being set free. Get up. You know, our, our savior is coming. <laughs> and when he, when he does come and when it's that time, get up, get ready. It's time, it's time to go out and meet him. Um, we can't be cowering. We can't be afraid. Can't be kind of crouched down and, and hiding. No, rather, it's, it's that time to, to get up and to go forth to meet the Lord. And that's who we are as, as God's people. We are, um, we are those who, who stand and are ready. When Jesus comes, he want, we want him to find us not, um, not just kind of lounging or whatever, but standing where we're ready. We're on duty. He says, and we're going to read this weekend, but take heed of yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the cares or the anxieties of this life, that the day should come upon you suddenly like a snare, right? That's going to catch us unexpectedly. And Jesus, you warn us to not let our hearts become um, weighed down or, or drowsy, I think is the actual translation that we have in the mass. Um, beware that your hearts do not become drowsy, Right, that they become, um, I don't know, very dull. Um, and that can happen, I mean, uh, the heart's kind of getting dull, getting um, uh, just, I don't, I mean, it's day after Thanksgiving, maybe, maybe we've experienced this concept of a food coma, right? That I'm just like, I've eaten so much, I'm just going to go into a food coma, right? And take a two-hour nap on a stranger's couch or something, I don't know. Um, I just... Thanksgiving is wonderful when you're sitting and talking to people, but then after, it's just like, I don't want to talk to anyone. It actually doesn't, 
you know, eating all that turkey and stuffing yourself full doesn't doesn't benefit community in any way. You, be wary. Be wary. You know, our Lord is telling us don't don't go into a food coma with the stuff of the world, right? Don't don't let the world put us into that state um, through carousing, drunkenness, and being concerned with the anxieties of of daily life that. We're napping on a stranger's couch when Jesus comes again, right? No, that's not what we want. Um, he's telling us not to do that. And in fact, there, there are some virtues that help us with this. With regard to drunkenness and carousing, we, if we're going to be people ready, waiting for the Lord, need the virtue of temperance, right? We need to, we need to always be temperate. And as Christians, we should be we should be known for our temperance, right? It should be actually a kind of hallmark of our life. It should be something that, that people are very, um, they, they notice, not that we do it to show off, but we should always be temperate people. There is never a situation where as a Christian, it's, it's okay to be intemperate. Again, just going to Thanksgiving, well, at Thanksgiving, I could just stuff myself full of food to the point of total excess where I'm, I'm almost physically sick. No, even at Thanksgiving, no. Oh, but it's okay on, on Black Friday to be intemperate with regard to my shopping. And I'm just going to go on a spending spree and, and buy anything I, everything I've ever wanted, right? I remember one year for Lent giving up spending money. And it was like totally, it was a, I was also at that point in favor of, of not, um, um, of not, of having what you gave up, of actually having what you gave up on Sundays, which... You probably shouldn't do, especially if you give up spending money, because then what you do is you just say, oh, I'll just spend all my money on Sunday, right? That's fine. I'll just, or I remember the year that um, I gave up media and then it, within the act of Easter, like binge watch a TV show that I wanted to watch during life. It's just, it's just not good, right? Don't let, don't become um, intemperate. And we shouldn't become drowsy with that. That intemperance kind of make, it makes us, it makes us drowsy. It makes us, um, very sluggish. We're not able to readily respond. And so we know we need to be temperate. All everything in moderation. I'm ready right now for whatever whatever happens. I'm ready right now. There's no um there'd be no delay. I can do whatever I need. I'm temperate. I'm I'm always ready. Um I I was just listening to a commentary about a popular TV show um that has a particular character who's really intense and awesome. Um and is always kind of always ready, like always, always, always ready. And even in a, in a scene where they're kind of chilling out and relaxing a little bit, it's like, yeah, but if some bad guy had burst through that door, like, boom, he'd be up, ready to go. Like, you know, like it was nothing. And, and that's how we should be if not a bad guy bursting through the door. But our Lord, coming on the clouds in glory. Like, Jesus, yes, right now. If you come, I'm ready. Like, right now. No, Lord. Hold off the eschaton a little bit. I'm in a food coma. Um, just, just delay these plans, right? Um, I, I'm going to sleep this off and then I'll, I'll get back to you, right? No, always temperate, always. There's never an excuse for intemperance, ever. We always have to be ready. You know, we don't want to be caught in a state of, of drunkenness. We don't want to be caught in a state of, of just total um, lethargy. We want to be ready at all times, ready to jump up. I remember a priest saying giving a meditation to seminarians, um, and it's good for all people, not just seminarians, but that a priest, um, and you know, a priest should always be ready to do three things. Preach, pray, and die at any moment without, without any warning. A good priest should always be ready to preach, pray, and die. And that, that could be for each of us. 
at any moment, you know, with no warning. Um, maybe not preaching in a liturgical context, but to share the gospel at any moment without, without any warning. Somebody had, this is it. This is the moment. Share the gospel. All right, I'm ready to do that with no warning at all. To pray, to offer prayers, Lord, to turn to you. We don't have to kind of jumpstart the relationship. We're already there. Ready to pray at any moment. Moment's notice. No notice at all. Ready to pray, to talk to you, and to die. If it's not the end of the world, but it's, it's my time, that you come now for me in this moment, I'm ready right now. You know, if, it, if the end of the world were coming, I'd say, forget all you. I'm going to go to the priest next door and go to confession myself, right? Um, no, that's, at any moment, we should be ready to go. And it's, it's, that's, we're prepared. We're in a state of, of always readiness. This is who we are. Um, and so, and then the anxieties of daily life, I think, um, not so much a matter of temperance, but of supernatural vision, right? That if we can see the anxieties of daily life, the difficulties of daily life, from a, a supernatural standpoint, that everything that happens in life, again, it could, get, it could be so easy to just get tunnel visioned about these things, to just get super focused on them, and that we're not really paying attention to our Lord. Um, and then we're so, we're so focused on just worldly things that Jesus, like, we, we would miss you. We're, you're not going to miss the second coming, but that we, we would be, we'd be caught off guard because I've been so focused on business. I've been so focused on you know, schoolwork. I've been so focused on work. Well, no, if I do all of these things out of love for God, then, then this is it. That's everything, right? I remember one time thinking, again, as a foolish little seminarian, um, thinking like, oh man, like I have great ideas for the parish. I hope the end of the world, I hope the second coming doesn't happen before I can do some of these things, right? I hope, I hope the, the second coming doesn't happen before I can, I can, you know, do something great in a parish. I've got a great, got a great marriage prep plan. I want to implement it. Hope the second, Lord, I hope you don't come yet, right? How foolish is that, right? No, I got the anxieties of daily life all turned over. Jesus, all for your glory. And if that glory is to be consummated, is to be fulfilled right now, well, all glory to you, Lord. That's your plan. Amen. Right, I'm ready. I'm ready right now. Um, and so su- having a good supernatural vision so that the anxieties of daily life don't weigh us down. They don't, they don't turn us away from you, Lord. And that this prayer, uh, this pr- season of Advent, that we're ready, right? We are, um, we're good to go. When I lived in Rome, you'd ride the bus. Um, you'd have, if, you, if you were trying to be quick about it, you'd ride the bus. If you went on to a priest, you could take a cab, and then that got really easy. But if you, well, a seminarian without much money, you rode the bus if you needed to get somewhere in relative speed. And the Roman buses are terrible. They are, they're usually overpacked, um, although it's more dangerous if there are less people. And the turns and the twists and the fast stops and everything, it was a mess. But one of the things that would most help when you're riding the bus is if you could be near the front and you could see out the, out the windshield, right? Because then, then, then you could see like, oh, we're going to be turning there and going into the traffic circle and, oh, they're going to be stopping fast, right? You could see. One of the worst times riding the bus is if there were a number of people and you got on and you were stuck backwards, right? So you really couldn't see anything. And then you were at the total mercy. You have no idea what's going on. Well, as Christians, we should be facing out the windshield. We know that Jesus is coming back. And so we're not going to be knocked off balance when anything happens. We're ready. We're prepared. We've got that kind of always readiness. We're looking. We're standing and we're watching. We're in a position of, of real readiness. 
And then as we enter into the Advent season, we can consider that this is something that we actually, Jesus, we pray for you to come back. We, we want you to come back. And so it's part of our, our prayer. We're praying for your Advent. We're praying for your second coming. Um, and what's beautiful, actually, in the, in the rite of the Mass is when we say, particularly the two times, um, most that we use the word Advent, is um, advenire. We're, we're standing when we do, right? Because we're standing, we're ready. We don't often pray these things in Latin, so, so we may miss them. But when we pray the Our Father, right? Pater Noster, quies in celi, sanctificetur nomen tuum, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Adveniat regnum tuum. Lord, may, may your kingdom advent, adveniere. May your kingdom come, adveniat regnum tuum. Right? We want your kingdom to come. And so Advent is, you know, every time, think about that. Every time we pray the Our Father, we're praying for the, the drawing near, the coming of you, Lord. We're praying for this. We're praying for you to come again. And we want that. We want that to happen. Adveniat regnum tuum. Lord, your kingdom come. Maybe this Lent, this Advent, not Lent, maybe this Advent could be a great time to, to just pray that line of the Our Father just a little bit better, to really mean it, right? So that if, if our Lord were to come again, you know, right now, it's not only just something I'm kind of, all right, that's fine if it happens. Like, I've asked for this. Thank you, right? If, Jesus, if you come back right now, thank you. You answered my prayer. I prayed the Our Father. And so you answered my prayer. Adveniat regnum tuum. May your kingdom come. May you come. You know, the coming of the kingdom of God is the coming of Christ himself. And so while there's a, the, the building up of the kingdom of God on earth in our time, absolutely. Ultimately, this is fulfilled. Again, it's most perfectly fulfilled when you come again. Um, again, what are we, we're, we're standing when we pray the Our Father because we're, we're prepared. We're ready. Stand up. Your redemption is coming. And then it's the prayer after the Our Father, um, or not just the, um, yeah, the prayer after the Our Father, the Libranos. Libranos quesimus domine ab omnibus malis da principacem in diebus nostris, utope misericordia tua duty, et peccatus simus semper libri, et ab omni perturbatio misericordia, expectantes beatum spem, et adventum salvatoris nostri Jesu Christi. Okay, for those who don't speak fluent Latin. <laughs> Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil and graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope, expectantes batum spem, et adventum salvatoris nostri Jesu Christi in the coming of our Savior Jesus Christ, the advent of our Savior Jesus Christ. We're praying that as we await the, the advent of our Lord, we be delivered from every evil, that we have peace granted in our days, and that we be kept free from sin and safe from all distress. And so we're waiting, Lord, though, for your advent, for your coming. We want you to come among us. And so we, we're waiting as we pray this, these prayers of preparation, as we prepare in this time of Lent, um, we're, we're advent, in this time of advent, I'll get it right before the end of the season, I but as in this time of Advent, as we're, as we're preparing, Lord, we, um, we're ready. We, we want you to come. We want you to be among us. So, um, Jesus, in this, in this time, we, we're, we're preparing for these twofold comings. But there's a third coming. And this is, we know, we pray about this early on in the, um, in the Liturgy of the Hours. 
there's the first coming of, of Christ that we're going to celebrate at Christmas. There's the second coming uh, at the end of time. But then there's, there's an intermediate kind of coming where, Lord, you, you come among us in, um, in your grace today. Um, and so while it may not be the end of the world today, am I ready today as you reach out to me in your grace? And these small moments of, of, of grace and of love. Again, it may not be the clouds shaking and signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and all that, people dying with fright. But just today, Jesus, you invite me. You reach out to me. Adveniat regnum tuum. Your kingdom come in my heart today. And particularly in, in the sacraments, right? As you come to me in the sacraments. Jesus, am I, am I prepared to, to receive you in the sacraments? Am I prepared through my love um, to, to be with you? It... Um, there's, in the penitential rite of the Mass, we have different options. And the, the penitential rite, the, they're called the tropes, um, are, um, yeah, I can't remember it. And it's not in my book. But it, it, it actually talks, we'll use it at the Mass, hopefully, um, this weekend or in, in the future weeks at Daily Mass. Um, but it's that, uh, you know, you, um, you came among us, right? You were incarnate uh, and you came among us and you will come again in glory um, with salvation for your people, and that you, um, but you come among us in word and sacrament, right? Right today, you come among us in word and in sacrament, reaching out to us. And so, Jesus, we want to we want to receive you in your coming. We want to be be open to you. As we go through the season of Advent, preparing to celebrate the first coming of our Lord, joyfully waiting for the final consummation, the second coming, and then today, being prepared just right now. Um, as you reach out to us, Lord, in word and sacrament, here in your presence, we trust ourselves entirely to our mother, right? We ask, we walk through Advent with Mary, right? Mary, Mary's going to teach us how to always be ready. She was, she was ready when the angel came and announced and started this whole thing off. She was ready. She was totally ready. Um, she was praying even. She, she's so prepared. Um, and, she, uh, and then she walks, she could walk us through the Advent season, teaching us how to be ready. And so we ask our mother to pray for us, to teach us to always be ready. So that, Lord, when you come in glory and when you come among us today, um, and when we celebrate your birth in just a few short weeks, uh, we may be prepared and ready, standing for our salvation in you is at hand.